Welcome to the This Gameware podcast, the only podcast to release in the platinum range. This is Chris, and over there is... Me, Ashley. Hello, everybody. Pulling a little face at that one. Yes, as always. Well, do you know why? PlayStation. It's a PlayStation game today. Is it? Yeah. What, a, a PlayStation game or a PlayStation 2 game? or PS1. Okay, cool. So I thought I'd go for a, a, a PlayStation 1. Does that yep, make it better? It was very much like your... Nintendo one, I think, but it's fine. Let's gloss over it. Right. You all right? Uh, yes, yes. A uh, bit bit tired, but uh, all good otherwise. How about you? Good, thank you. Very yeah. good. Yes, chipper. Full of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, obviously, hope the listener is well as well. I, I've been forgetting about that the last few weeks. You hope the listener's full of it? Full of something. Oh, Chris, you let yourself down. Vim and vigor. On a weekly basis, at least. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right, so this week I've decided to pull out some big guns because last week you were crowing. You were going, oh, look at me, I've done it again, I've, I've, I've done a good one. After Toonstruck <laughs> and Rollercoast Tycoon and all that, so I thought, right. I, 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 was, I was celebrating with you, not at you. You were smug? No. I was, maybe I was a bit <laughs> smug, yeah. But... I was just happy. Not genuinely. I'm going to try and explain this because genuinely I wasn't like, way I'm doing better than you for deal or whatever. It was, it was more like, I felt like we had broken the back of something because we had a bit of a run of bad games or not even, it wasn't bad games. It was games that were like, well, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's just fine. It's okay. And I just really wanted to play some corkers. Yeah, all right. And I'll... last week it was a corker, wasn't it? It, it was, it was. Um, so I wanted to up my game, uh, as it were, and uh, I've decided to, well, I've pulled something out of the bag that I think you're a fan of, and I, I think it's going to be quite good. So this week we are playing this game where you fire your gunk all over the place. It links to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and you star as a red and blue guy. I've made this quite cryptic on purpose because it would have been really hmm. easy to have been really obvious with this. It's linked to Tony Hawk's. Yeah. Is it a Neversoft game? It is a Neversoft joint. Right. It's a game that uses the same engine as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And it's a red and blue guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy? Just one guy. And you fire gunk? Yeah. And it's a game you've played? Yeah. I don't think I know it. Don't think I've played it. It's Spider Man. Have I played it? What? Spider Man. On the PlayStation? Yeah. I haven't played this one, matey. Oh. I've played Spider Man on the PlayStation 2. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if this is a good Spider Man because, th- from what I understand, the first good Spider Man was Spider Man the movie on the PlayStation 2, which is the one that I've talked to you about. Oh, Spider-Man dear. and Spider-Man 2, based on the Tobey Maguire films. Are we... Are we? Oh, no. We're at cross-purposes, and I can feel the oh, wind God. knocked out of my sails completely. I'm sorry. I didn't do it on purpose. I just wasn't, I'm, I'm I wasn't listening for very a Very worried about this now. Very worried about this now. No, this is good. Come on, let's, let's, let's build those expectations back up again. Really? Is it definitely good? It is definitely good. I hope so. 
Right, so this is Spider-Man for the PS1, which released in 2000, and as we've already said, the developer was Neversoft, and it was published by Activision. As I've said, it used the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater engine. Tony Hawk's had come out the year before, so they, they were reusing the engine, and mm. um, obviously they, they got scripts with it, so much so that Spider-Man actually appears as an unlockable character in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, because it is just using the same engine. Apparently there's a line of dialogue in this game that references Tony Hawk's okay as well so so that's cool i don't know if i've been absolutely clear i've never played this game yep i've got that okay good that's you, all right never never played this game so i mentioned the game was published by activision and i looked into kind of what the, the history was behind this because obviously uh spider-man is a marvel character and uh they're, they're big business nowadays big yep. business going back to the big boys they, they very very much are but going back to when this game well, even before this game came out back to december 1996 marvel apparently filed for bankruptcy which i wasn't aware yeah. of. yeah and as part of that as part of them trying to get themselves out of the the doldrums they got themselves into they were looking for loads of different ways to expand their brand Part of that was to sell the film rights to Blade and X-Men, which is why those two superhero films came out a long time ago. That's part of them trying to, um, you know, their financial difficulties. And another part of it was trying to dip their toes into gaming, and they sold the Spider-Man license to Activision. Uh, Activision then had the Spider-Man license until 2014 when they lost it, and it then went to uh, Insomniac, who then created the amazing Spider-Man games for the PlayStation 4. Which... No, then what? What? No, they're not called the Amazing Spider-Man. No, sorry, I was just, I was just that. That was that was amazing as an adjective. I wasn't calling right. it the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, I mean to be fair, out of all the adjectives I could have used, that was a really terrible choice of adjectives. Yeah, because the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. is a version of Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got really, really confused. As I, as I said the words, I thought, I'm going to address this, I'm going to have to address this. So, <laughs> so, so there we go. Oh, yeah. okay. Right, yeah, they, they, gen- they, they, I, they, I suppose they are. I think of, you're talking about Miles Morales yeah. and and Spider-Man, the games on the PlayStation 4 and now 5. Yeah. Um, And they are very, very good, very fun, very well made. Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2, they were... They were pretty good, but I also heard very good things about um, at least one of them on the Wii that was very stylized, sort okay. of cell shaded, cell shaded um, cartoon, cartoony graphics, and I can't remember. That might actually have been the Amazing Spider-Man. There we go. But I can't remember, so I don't want to. I don't want to make too many claims that I can't verify. But fair enough. I just find it amazing that going back to 1996 that marvel were in such a situation because now they're they're probably well obviously part of disney but they are one of the biggest brands in the world aren't they yeah they started digging themselves out of that hole film wise before they became part of disney but certainly there was a reason that disney sniped them uh, when they did weren't wasn't it because they were definitely on the way up and they've only really ever been in the ascendancy since yeah rightly or wrongly deservedly maligned or not um they've they've created something that feels quite unstoppable in in a lot of ways yeah the time recording we've just had the uh or rather recently have you seen the plans for like phase four and phase five of the marvel universe where they've mapped out all these films going to 2027 or something like yep yeah, what's your uh, opinion of Marvel films? Just before we move I, off, I enjoy them. They're well-made films that uh, that fulfil the 
box office sort of blockbuster criteria to to the to a T. Um and I think that for a lot of people is the problem because there's no room for anything different. If it doesn't if it doesn't fit the formula then it doesn't it doesn't go out. Um but at the same time I think there are little there are little sort of teases of what happens if you do start to try and stretch out the formula like the ending to Doctor Strange being a somewhat non-confrontational confrontation um, or the um, I mean we've just had Love and Thunder so Love and Thunder come out which I haven't seen but has been uh, pantsed frankly by most reviewers and and the uh, viewing public as well um, but the Thor Ragnarok had the opposite that was um, brilliant that one was yeah and they they took a chance on a director who Taika Waititi who hadn't done a lot around uh, uh, in film terms but they took a chance on him and it paid off yeah. dividends um, I think there's room because of the way that they're broadening out and simply because of the, of the broad horizons of the comic books that things are being pulled from I think there's a lot of scope for doing different things for doing interesting things and they might well get there one day i so. i feel a bit um I, I used to be really into them and some some mm. films better than others but i've now got to the point now where i'm just a bit fatigued by it all and uh, one of them that came out this year i can't remember which film it was I, I read something about how in order to understand it all the characters you had to have watched these tv so, series and and this film and all that and i just thought you know what i'm well i'm okay that was the new doctor strange film multiverse of madness was, yeah. wasn't it but I don't think whatever it was that you were watching or reading about how much you had to have watched, I don't think that was true at all. I think you could have watched that film as a standalone film by and large. Well, I the, hope so, because that would be a bit... There's a lot of nonsense that, that swirls around those films and everything else that is sort of inside geek culture, which I think we could probably claim to be a, a part of, however small. But there's a thing that goes around, that, that swirls around films where there's an obsession and there's a um fan fandom is about knowing and being on yeah, the inside yeah. and these articles prey on that feeling that notion because if you go into start uh dot strange and the multiverse of madness and you don't get one of the the references oh god terrible what are you going to say to your friends that's that's Neither here nor there, as far as I'm concerned. For, yeah, for me, you're right. That's probably the sort of thing I swallowed. Actually, now you've mentioned that. Yeah. Um. On, on this note, kind of before we move off the Marvel films, um, the Spider-Man ones, though, I think are brilliant. What the Tom Holland? Yeah. Films. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're part of the same. Um, they're part of the same makeup. They're they're making those those films are being made in the same vein as as the rest of the Marvel films, and some of them are better than others for 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 definite. But as as blockbuster fare goes, I don't think that they're bad. That they are changing the landscape of cinema, and that is a whole another conversation mm-hmm. altogether. But in terms of purely the the product that is put in front of us, um, they're they're very well made. And also uh, honourable mention to because uh, it's kind of a side part uh, the Spider Verse film because that was absolutely exceptional. Well, yeah, that was that was a very good film. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so there we go, a bit of Marvel history. Um, so the game itself, it was ported to the N64, the PC, and the Dreamcast, and there was also a version ported on the Game Boy Color. 
a completely separate game, uh, but also yeah. called Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, the N64 version has got no cutscenes due to technical limitations at all. So the actual gameplay is the same, but just uh, the cutscenes were replaced with the static comic book images. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Uh, the game mm-hmm. itself, then, I borrowed it from a friend, and bizarrely, it was the same friend whom I borrowed Tony Hawk's Pro Skater off, and I completed it in a weekend because I thought it was absolutely incredible and could not put it down. So much so that when Monday came around, my friend said, Oh, can I have my game back? I said, um, It's okay if I borrow it a bit longer. And he said, yeah, sure. So I borrowed it, I think, for about two or three weeks and just played it over and over and over. It's one of these games where it rewards. There's lots of collectibles. And I think that there might be something where, you, not sorry, New Game Plus, but if you complete the game and there's a, a save file that something happens in the game. I, I can't remember the, the intricacies of it, but I think there's something mm-hmm. that rewards those, those repeated plays. Um, on How Long to Beat, etc., it says that it takes, on average... Seven and a half hours to complete. You're looking at 11 and a half hours if you want to collect all these collectibles. But there are playthroughs on YouTube that have about one and a half hours to play through the whole game. So it's not particularly a big game, however you cut it, I would no. say. Um, I also thought it was a good link to do it this week because obviously the Spider-Man game has been released on the PC. So we've got that kind yes, of uh, it has. something yep. happening at the same time And, as and well. people are raving about it they are so you've kind of brought this up already i would argue that spider-man is the superior that has consistently had the best games what would you make of that um marvel what was it called marvel ultimate alliance which he is in so the ultimate alliance games they're fun what are they uh they're like brawler type games Mm -hmm. isometric point of view um brawlers Sounds and you right. can play as lots of different uh, superheroes, largely, from what I remember, largely pulling from the X-Men group. Okay. Uh, probably because when they initially released, the X-Men were the big thing uh, in superhero terms. Uh, Spider-Man was up there. I'm sure he was in the game. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that springs to mind are the sh- the beat-em-up, not the beat-em-ups, the other thing that springs to mind are the fighting games, so Marvel vs. Capcom mm-hmm. and such. And there's Children of the Atom, I think it's called, which is an X-Men fighting game. I always used to really enjoy playing that in the in the arcades. Yeah, I've, I could be far about those games, actually, because they're not something I'd, I'd ever really played for. But yeah, there's, there's loads they're, of them, aren't there? Uh, well, there are certainly enough that you could walk into most arcades and find an yeah. X-Men fighting game, and they were generally very well polished, very uh, very fun affairs. I, I think on one of them you could play as Galactus or some or something nice. similarly large in a fighting game, which it, it wasn't quite right, but it was it was still fun. I mean, you've already mentioned at the start, you mentioned the other Spider-Man games on the PlayStation 2 and whatever being, being pretty good. Mm. So I, th- I think Spider-Man is one that... Um, seems to be treated quite well. Um, think about like Superman 64, for example, as generally regarded as being one of the worst games of all time. Um, I'm just kind of sort of saying that I think Spider-Man is, uh, has got a pretty uh, long shrift, I guess, as opposed to short shrift. He's been given he's been given opportunities, yeah. or that, that character has been given opportunities that I think other characters haven't. So the fact that he's got games on every generation, both handheld and on console, but then I suppose that speaks of the character himself, himself, in so much as he is a very popular, they are a very popular character, yeah. the Spiders, because it's not just Peter Parker and or Miles Morales. There's uh, lots of other characters that have taken on the mantle or a version of the mantle of Spider-Person. I think Spider-Man, I mean, obviously 
sort of going down a bit of a comic book route here, but I think Peter Parker as a character, if we stick with Peter Parker, is that it's so easily relatable. Um, you know, he's not the the billionaire brooding in his mansion by himself or or whatever. He he's he's such a the the everyman. He's, like, he's he, the super genius that builds his own uh, gadgetry uh, to yeah. become a superhero. Yeah. Iron Man, hate Iron Man, cannot stand Iron Man. No. I was talking about Spider-Man. There you go. Oh. Spider-Man is the same. Spider-Man's like a a a less rich I mean Spider-Man is like a poor version of Iron Man. How so? He is a he is a technical whiz. Well, it depends who... which version, isn't it? Because like some of them he he gets he fires the the the, the webbing out of his uh, machinery bits whereas some of them he fires it straight out of his veins, doesn't he? Yeah, that's true, but at the heart of it he's a genius. Yeah, okay. So maybe so not super relatable. So maybe not for... as relatable as I may have made out. I don't know. I'm just being I'm being a, a pig <laughs> to you. I'm just I'm just trying to <laughs> trip you up unnecessarily, sorry. Well, I mean I'm gonna do a segue from that. I was gonna say that in the mid to late nineties there was the cartoon series based on Spider Man and I absolutely and loved the uh ever living shit out of it because uh I yeah thought, it was, it was great one. um and i was gonna say because i related to it because i was uh yeah i was about what 11 12 at the time but and spinning I, through the streets of new york yeah exactly calling myself a, a tech genius that, you know it's not really uh perforce mm. falls down that there, part, doesn't it? that was a heyday for cartoons anyway i think as we discussed last week in yeah. toonstruck and and actually part of the landscape of that was the superhero cartoons, the the big revival in cartoons in the next, I think it's this year actually, is the X Men '97 yeah. revival where they're bringing that back, and that was a staple for most kids both in the UK and the US, and probably other other places in the world as well. Um, you had the Spider Man cartoon, you had the Batman cartoon, the animated series, which is very well regarded. I never liked um, that. I just found it too too serious. Oh, I loved it. I no. thought it was really good. Yeah, it, I think it walked the line really well between being brooding and, and serious and being uh, cartoony. If you think about the the version of the penguin that was in it, he was um he was far from serious. But yeah, they they were part of that landscape of children's cartoon fair that we were highlighting last week. It was definitely both those that I watched. It was X Men and Spider Man. I remember them both being on mm. a lot on like Saturday mornings or on a on afternoon on CBBC, and uh, really enjoying them a lot. Yeah, I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday about Defenders of the Earth. Have you ever heard Defenders of the Earth? Defense. It had Flash yeah. Gordon in as a character and the Phantom, both on the same superhero team. I know the Phantom. Is it? They made a they made a Phantom film, which was a bit ropey but i remember any time it was on television uh trying to catch it i enjoyed it i was actually interested then when i was doing my research for this that a lot of the voice actors from the spider-man cartoon reprised their roles in this game thought was nice really yeah. that is genuinely pretty cool yeah um i remember the the, the first level of this game now i'm 99 percent sure the first level of this game is in a bank but i'm also right. a bit worried i'm thinking of the incredibles so I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna say that I, just that there that I, I think that there's that sense in the bank, um, but I remember that the whole thing is very level based as opposed to the open world thing that Spider-Man became in like the PS4 version, for example, which mm. I can only assume is because of the technical limitations of the PlayStation One. You, you, yeah, imagine uh, Spider-Man going around the, the city on the PlayStation One; it would it would be shonky. Let's be let's be honest. Yep, 
the plot of the game then, Spider-Man is framed by a doppelganger and, and becomes wanted. And while trying to sort of find out who this doppelganger is and stop their plan, he must also stop a symbiote invasion led by Doc Ock and Carnage. And there's loads of baddies that pop up in this. You can tell that the team who created this, Neversoft, were obviously really big fans of the, the license or the show or the cartoon or whatever. So you've got the likes of Venom, Mysterio, Rhino, uh, the Lizard, Scorpio, or Scorpion, sorry, not Scorpio, all pop up in this as well. And I, I remember really enjoying that as well. Again, I liked the, the, the cartoon and then suddenly I'm playing this game where I'm fighting the Lizard or I'm fighting Scorpion. I thought it was, it was great. It's also narrated by Stan Lee and it's the first game that he pops up in and the last game he popped up in was Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4. So I like the, mm. the, the circularity of that as well. I think his his voiceover, I think he does in, in the cutscenes the voiceover and it you know, does his usual, you know, giving it big guns and that was quite nice as well because i think when i played this i didn't know who stan lee was uh the game has also got 87 percent on metacritic so Ooh, metacritic. yeah cool i i'm glad to hear it. it as i said i've not played this game so i'm hoping it's good yeah well shall we uh fire some webs and give it a go all right I've got a good way to leave in. Oh, good. Ready? Yeah. This game where, this game where, plays the games and then talks about them. Spins a web. I might leave in the bit before you just did that, where you said, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got a good way to lead us in. So that people know. So that people know that you said that, and then you did that. So people understand what I deem good. Yeah. What would you have yeah. done then? Not that. Oh, all right. I'm a, I'm surprisingly far more low key and maybe unsurprisingly less cheesy in mm. most of what I do for the podcast anyway. Well, I just thought it was because you were singing it while we were playing, and I thought it was a, a I was opportunity. Not. I was singing Spider Man music. All right. And then I was singing the Man-Man music. Because <laughs> yeah. we went down the conversation of Spider-Man, is there a Man-Man? And that there is a Man-Man, it's a band. It's a band, hmm. which actually make music. But I wasn't singing their music, I was singing Man-Man. Man-Man-Man! Man-Man, that's Man-Man-Man. Yeah, there you go. Now I've got you singing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Spider-Man. Uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation, because I think it's blooming great. Ashley mm. thinks it's a PlayStation game <laughs> for sure. Ashley thinks it's a big old uh, stinker. I'm not sure. I'd think I don't. I don't know if I think that pati- specifically. Okay. I think that I maybe just don't like PlayStation games in general. Oh. But like specific PlayStation games is what I was coming to think while I was playing this. Because I have no I had no feelings for it really. I found it quite generic and bland and a little bit boring. It 
There was a lot of space between moments of action, which I found a little bit boring. What, the, the spaces where you're going between, like where you're swinging across buildings, you mean? Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. I liked just but that the sense swing, of Spidey. So the swinging wasn't very dynamic or fun. It was like Spider-Man the toddler years. Once you pointed out it, it was true that climbing up buildings, he is very slow. Yeah, that was very slow. Everything was quite slow. And so, I don't like the game. That is the truth. That That's the truth that you were trying to out me on before I said it. But I don't like it. And, and it's largely based on the fact that it's quite slow, quite humdrum. Uh, the level design was quite bland and largely consisted of going from one rooftop to another rooftop to to defeat some baddies uh, using some fairly meh fighty moves. At the same time, I think that I don't have the benefit of nostalgia again. And one of the reasons that I don't have the benefit of nostalgia is because I never owned a PlayStation. I didn't actually own the PlayStation 1. I owned... A PlayStation 2 and had PlayStation 1 games on it and I had friends who had PlayStations but that whole aesthetic I, I was playing Nintendo 64 games at home so that the graphical disparity no that's not maybe the right word the the graphical the nuances of, of the graphics of, of the two consoles I saw, I sort of leaned towards the aesthetics of the nintendo 64 Mm -hmm. so i don't have even that to sort of cling to i don't feel warm fuzzies when i play a playstation game simply because it looks and feels like a playstation game okay um so i was that's what i was starting to think that maybe i just don't have the same gut reaction to them that a lot of people do yeah and i guess if you went straight for the ps2 you kind of you skipped that uh time where people were finding their feet in terms of how to develop for a playstation and then and then he benefited from the massive yeah. for the ps2 afforded everyone yeah i mean i i obviously i played playstation games it, they were ubiquitous it's hard to hard to avoid them at a certain point in time and obviously some of my favorite games are playstation games i sound i sound like a racist trying to <laughs> distance themselves from what they just said but uh... um I mean, yeah, my best friends are PlayStation games and all that. But yeah, um, no, genuinely, some of my favourite games are PlayStation games. But they are the they're the big hitters. They're the big hitters on the console for the most part. And the rest of it, the also runs and the less so also runs are. And there were so many of them. Yeah, there were. I actually, I, I don't want to downplay how much experience I had with the PlayStation because. As I've explained to you, I had a friend who had a very technically capable stepfather who would rent PlayStation games for his stepson. And ta-da, suddenly he's got a copy of that PlayStation game to keep forever. Magic. So we used to go through, we used to churn through PlayStation games. I probably played more PlayStation games than I did N64 games. It's just that we weren't getting stuck into them. And it gave us the benefit or lack of benefit of seeing a grand swath of what it had to offer and a lot of it was not great and you feel that this falls squarely into that camp i think it falls into the yeah not great not not very good it it just wasn't doing anything to wow me it it didn't have a combat style to wow me it didn't have a movement uh, system to wow me it didn't 
graphically wow me it didn't wow me with amazing level design it didn't wow me with amazing character design or storytelling it, there was just nothing there that stood out really Oof. well so I, I completely disagree i mean there, there are a few points there where i do agree with you but i i think it's, I think it's really good I, I was really impressed mm. with it really impressed with it so the, the plot of the game we, we've sort of talked about in the first half and it, it culminates in this fog being released into the city um, what city is it that Spider-Man lives in? Is it New York? New York. Yeah, thank you. And the, the fog rolls out around New York, so only the, the tips of the skyscrapers stick out, which then mean they're the things that you have to traverse over, and if you fall into the fog, you die. And that's quite a clever way of making sure it keeps the game within the, the limitations of the console. Um, the, the fog being a little bit irritating when you fall into it, just instant die, and then have to re- retry the level. But flip side of that... The game is very fair. There's no live system. If you if you do fair level, you restart from I think the start of the level. But you know, there's that's that's good. Mm. I like the structure of it. That is, it's almost one long level, or it, it tells a very coherent story that goes from A to to Z via B C D. So I started off the the first bit. You swing through the rooftops, and then you, you go into a bank. So there is a bank. It wasn't Incredibles. I didn't make that up. And you do that bit and then you leave the bank and then there's a sequence where you're having to get across the Daily Bugle because Scorpion has got uh, J. Joe and Jameson trapped in there. So you've got this sequence where there's a, a meter across the top showing how close Scorpion is to finding JJJ. You get to the Daily Bugle, you've then got a boss battle, which was actually quite difficult. I failed that a few times. Then when you come out of the boss battle, there's then a sequence where a helicopter is chasing across the rooftops and it's a... Uh, the helicopter's behind you, so it's this chase sequence, then the helicopter catches up with you, and then the sequence where you're climbing vertically up the building. That's the point at which I, I stopped playing, to be fair. But I like how it goes boom, 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 all these different things, but telling this coherent story overall. I th- it felt to me like a 3D Spider-Man. You know, for this to be the, the very first 3D Spider-Man, it felt like a good realisation of the character. You could tell as well that there's a real love for Marvel. There were references, like there was a, I saw a poster for Wolverine, Daredevil popped up in a cutscene. Um, you can tell that Neversoft really know their stuff with it. Stan Lee, his voiceover, I thought was brilliant. It was it had just the right amount of knowingness and it, it sort of talked to the, broke the fourth wall and said to the player about how, you know, get ready for a, a thrill ride or the word thrilling was used a couple of times or, or something, and that was good. So uh, I, I should I should say I'm fully aware that it it has a difficult hill to climb when it comes to my response to it because as you rightly pointed out, I kind of well even if I didn't skip the PlayStation uh, wholesale, I certainly skipped this game and my first my first 3D Spider Man game was spider-man from the movie with toby Maguire and and uh willem dafoe and then my second one was spider-man 2 and spider-man spider-man the first one was good enough spider-man 2 built on all of all of that and made it even better um i actually when i banged out of this particular iteration on the playstation i popped over to have a little go on my copy of spider-man 2 and that is as good as I remember it being um, and it does all of the things that I'd like this game to at least had a go at. The The intro to Spider-Man 2 has a very um, movie-like quality to it wherein they are you're, you're on like a helicopter shot and you are weaving in and out of the buildings of, of New York and at one point you 
pass over the top of over the top of Central Park and and the camera is always weaving and and diving and it's very dynamic and makes you feel like you are Spider-Man passing uh, through this cityscape when you actually take on the mantle of Spider-Man when you become Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man suit you immediately feel mobile and you immediately feel athletic and gymnastic is that right gymnastic, yeah, gymnastic. I, feel, I feel gymnastic yeah i think you can say that of gymnast. you you immediately feel like like spider-man and then on top of that their spider I, I don't know if you know about the efforts they went to 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 get the swinging right but i think if you don't get the swinging right with spider-man you're on to a dead loss anyway but spider-man 2 in particular i rem- i remember watching a a short film about where where someone from insomniac i think took the new version of spider-man to the guy that made the swinging system of spider-man 2 and he was playing this new version of spider-man they were talking about the differences between spider-man 2 and and this new version of spider-man that insomniac had made and um he was talking as well about how difficult it was to get that swing right but how how really how how important how vital it was to the to the character and the feel of being spider-man in the game and he's completely right and that's something that they 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 just do not get right in this iteration on the playstation it the swing i i tried to describe it as uh sort of swinging from monkey bars if you if you've been to a a park and you swing from bar to bar on the monkey bars or if they've got some of those gymnastic rings yeah it's almost like i I think if you've ever if you're old if you're as old as us and you watch gladiators in the 90s and there's a game called hang tough where they swing from ring to ring across the a a large open space that's how it felt swinging as spider-man in this it's just not dynamic enough it's not it's not got the the bounce and the zip that is needed to really capture him. Well, you said about the cutscene of Spider-Man Two. How do you feel that compares with the cutscenes here? Like, what was your takeaway of those? Uh, the, well, if you if you're looking to compare them directly, the, oh, the, I'm not and this is what, directly. No, no, because that that is. I think that's where what the point I was trying to make was that I just sort of got lost in a little bit. Sorry, sorry. Right. That's what it's vying against this. For me, my first experiences were those, and that's what it's up against when it's trying to set out its stall as as a Spider-Man game. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's really fair on, on this game. Having said that, I think even not taking them into account, the game's just a bit bland, and that goes for the cutscenes too. Although, saying that, I did like the stylized audience members and the way they tried to create a sense. This is the first cutscene where Dr. Otto Octavius is on stage and Spider-Man comes out, but Peter Parker's in the audience and Eddie Brock is taking photos from the audience as well. And they used like these presumably very cheap, technically very cheap cutouts. Silhouettes. Yeah, silhouettes of, of audience members and had them moving quickly past Eddie Brock and, and Peter Parker, who were fully realized models. Um, I thought that was a, a smart mm. way to do that and, and and effective in creating a sense of a large audience. Just want to give a shout out as well to this had kid mode in it. We, we talked about kid mode way back in the first episode with Toe Jam and Earl 2. And I think this is one of the first games we've played since that has got that. So I didn't 
um, enable it, so I'm not really sure what it did, but the fact that that was in there, I thought was a, a nice concession to kind of the, the audience, I guess, that the game has got. And we talked about this a little bit in the first half as well. I really liked that there were there were nine costumes you could unlock, which I know is something that's in the, the PS4 iteration of Spider-Man. And each of those costumes does did something different so one of them might give you double damage or one of them might increase your uh, defense or whatever so i like the fact that they're going to sort of it's not just a cosmetic thing it is it does actually impact the gameplay as well there is also a what if mode now we, we talked about in the first half about marvel and the, the mcu and whatever and i know there's a, a what if a series of comics i think it's a cartoon on disney possibly on disney plus where it's this whole idea of reimaginings and i like the fact that this very first spider-man game has that i, I don't think it extends particularly far i think it does things where it's different villains or different bosses or there's different routes through levels so it doesn't really change anything too much but the fact that that this mode called what if mode is in the game is again another nice nod to the the kind of the comic background of the character Mm. yeah now you've said about a few negatives i I had a couple of negatives as well um i do agree about the combat the combat is really artless it's just hammering kick or punch and just hoping for the best because you you can't really aim and if, if there's an enemy off screen you've got to wheel the camera around to fo- focus on the enemy uh, it oh. just feels really button bashy and no real nuance to it at all and the levels despite seeming really grandiose and big are so tight it reminded me a lot of max Payne, where you've just got here's your route through the level you can't deviate from that is exactly the same in this game and and that felt a bit naff as well and i've also mentioned the boss the the first boss i got to in the sort of second area i guess uh was was really really hard it was a a big difficulty spike although having said that once i figured out what the pattern was i did do it first time so maybe i was just misplaying it in the first place mm, maybe the game uh, was obviously popular enough to yield a few sequels um afterwards spider-man 2 enter electro came out for the playstation 1 and the game boy color version which as i said was a, a reinterpretation of this original game the game boy color had its own sequel called sinister 6 you kind of had these two concurrent spider-man storylines that were on different consoles both mm. with the character the that sinister six as i said was a direct sequel to the game boy color version and it followed those events completely there was also a version a sequel sorry on the game boy advance called mysterio's menace i've said about doing it this week because the playstation 4 version has been ported to the pc recently there has also this very year been talks about a remaster one of the head honchos at neversoft who developed this has expressed interest in remastering this game but he also said that it would probably be quite difficult because of all the the licensing issues around the character and all that jazz yeah uh, very unlikely just in terms of who's clamoring for this yeah exactly yeah yeah is that just somebody that wants to work on something that they enjoyed working on? Well, I again, think for, they want to. From what I read about it, I, I saw a news article where it said um, about oh possibility of PS One Spider Man remake or remaster. And I looked into the article; it was during a conversation with one of the guys who was, I said, a big big cheese at Neversoft at the time, who during mm. a conversation has said, oh, "I'd be nice to do it," and that was literally it, and it just got blown out of proportion. So, you know, okay. Right, and there we go. That's Spider-Man. So one day, I think we need to do, at uh, some point in the, in the future, need to do this Spider-Man 2 game because you seem quite enamoured with that. Well, I tried to do it about two Christmases ago. Oh, I think yeah, it we, was two Christmases we ago. We popped on wearing the Spider-Man mask. Yeah, but um, we couldn't technically get that happening because we didn't know how to broadcast the PlayStation 2 to your house. So, And you don't have your PlayStation 2. 
Uh, I think it's still in my roof, but... Uh... Is it? Right, okay. I, we had a conversation that resulted in not doing it, so yep. I can't remember the ins and outs, but yeah. We did Majora's was... Mask instead because you have the Spider-Man mask and then went we into... We yeah. I made that Spider-Man mask. It was great. I made it. I drew it and everything. Yeah. I mean, I when, when you when you popped up, when you popped up on the on the the webcam and you sat there wearing the Spider Man mask, it did look like the sort of thing a serial killer would do. Yep. Just put it out there. That I don't see any don't see any problem with no. that. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, it's it's on the tar- it's on the cards, but it needs to be something that we do when we're together. Yep. Which doesn't happen all that often. No. As you know. Right. Well, there we go. Uh, thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be back to Ashley for one of his games. In the meantime, if you could join us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review, please. Yes, please. Thank you very much for staying with us till the end. Uh, very much appreciated. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.